Thanks for joining us today. We'd love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. We encourage you to share your story with us at info at fellowshipgj.com. Also, if God is using this ministry to impact you, we want to encourage you to partner with us financially. You can do that by clicking on the giving link located in the description below this video, or go online to fellowshipgj.com, or if you're a member here at Fellowship Church, you can use your fellowship profile on the Church Center app. This will help us to continue to bring the message of Christ to our community and beyond. Again, thanks for joining us and enjoy today's message. Splendor flee, the whole world is 
called Wonderful Counselor. Mighty God, Mighty God, Everlasting, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. There will be no end to his kingdom. For today, in the city of David, a Savior has been born, who is Christ the Lord, and you shall call his name Jesus. Church and Merry Christmas. I love coming out and worshiping uh, with you guys on Christmas Eve. This is my, my favorite service of the year because we are coming together and worshiping the fact that he came down. And since Jesus came down, my life has gone up in so many ways. How many of you would agree with me and give our God a shout of praise? I want to I just let you know, because I know some of you, you're, you're dressed up for Christmas Eve service, and when you dress up, you think, uh, got to be a little fancy, a little prim and proper, and let me just tell you, that is not the case when the children of God come together to worship our God. He deserves our unrestricted praise. So I want to encourage you tonight that as we worship him, you get involved, that, that, that you you, you, you get unleashed a little bit, that you, you even come out of your box and maybe like that might mean raising your hands a little bit or something and giving a little shout or a whoop, whoop, or like you feel like God's saying something to you. Let, holla back at me, yo. Say like, God, God is good. And, and let's give him some praise because what we're coming together to, to worship tonight, whether you're in this room or if you're joining with us on, at home, what we do on a Christmas Eve service is we recognize the fact that God is with us. See, the Bible tells us in Matthew that, that the virgin will conceive and give birth to a, a child and he shall be called Emmanuel, which means God with us. And man, that is good news because what that means is God is not far off. I know you, you might come in here feeling like maybe you felt like you've been far away from God, but he's not far off. He's even in this room with us now. And, and I want to encourage you right now. We're going to pray and invite his presence into the room, which seems weird because I just said he's in the room. But what we're doing is we're bringing up our awareness to the fact that he's already here. And, and you can get so distracted with all the craziness, the, the buying gifts and the people frustrated in the lines and the traffic and all that sort of stuff and the, all, everything that comes in, you, you can you miss it that, that he's right here in this room. So what we're going to do is we're going to pray and we're going to focus for this next hour. We're going to focus on his presence and the fact that Jesus came down 
to be with us. So let's pray right now. Heavenly Father, it's in Jesus' name right now that we pray that you would meet with us. If we're in this room or we're at home listening online, wherever we are right now, God, I pray that you would, you would open our eyes to see you, open our hearts to see you, and our, our ears to hear you, that, God, we would be able to recognize your presence. So each person listening to the sound of my voice right now would, would, would meet with you individually tonight. And that, God, you would be glorified as we worship you, as we thank you, as we praise you, because, God, you deserve it. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen. Amen. Let's worship you.
Well, Merry Christmas, church family. Can you believe this is our 31st Christmas Eve celebration together here at Fellowship? Isn't that awesome? And there's nothing that's gonna keep Jesus's children from worshiping him on his birthday, no matter what's going on, right? He loves us so much and we love him. That's why we're here tonight. So we're gonna continue to worship him here in just a bit. Uh, but before you're seated, just shake hands, get to know some people around you as you do. Um, if you're a guest or a visitor here, we wanna welcome you. Thank you so much for coming. If you're watching online this evening, thank you so much for being a part of our services. If you are a guest or a visitor, we'd love to have a record of you being here. Uh, in fact, the easiest way to do that is to text 90 or text fellowship to 94,000. When you do that, you'll be receiving some more information about the church. Uh, also a way for you to register so we can get you into a guest reception. Uh, we have a guest reception coming up January 10th. We'd love for you to be a part of that. So it's so easy to register. Text fellowship to 94,000 and let us know you are guests here this evening. Well, we're gonna continue to worship with the giving of tithes and offerings. We've been worshiping with singing and praising. Now we're gonna worship him with giving. And you know, we don't wanna do Christmas and give everybody else a gift but the person we're celebrating. That's kind of crazy, right? So we're gonna give you an opportunity to do that. Now we don't pass uh, plates or buckets. It's very easy to give here. You can text tithe, you can give using your church center app. You can give online. You also can drop your tithe or offering by. Um, know that uh, we have one more service before the end of the year. So that will be your last service. You can give in person if you're wanting to get your charitable contributions in before the end of the year. But other than that, we'll also have a uh, uh, buckets or actually boxes as you leave the services today in the lobby. So if you'd like to drop your offering off, your gift off uh, for the Lord, you can do so before you leave. But as you get ready to give, let me say a prayer, a blessing over you. Lord, we love you and thank you so much for the opportunity we have, Lord, to give back to you. This is a time where we can worship you. And Lord, we know we can never outgive you. It is unbelievable what you have done in our lives. Even though this has been one of the craziest years we've ever experienced as a whole, Lord, you have been faithful and you always will be. Thank you for that, uh, God. And we know, God, as we commit to you with the giving of tithes and offerings that you will continue to protect us. Uh, it's amazing what you do. And I pray now that as we give, that you'd bless each person as they give and let everything that would come in be to your honor and glory. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you as you give, as you do. No, we will be having services normal times this Sunday, 9 and 11. We've got a really awesome service uh, planned for you. A message we're doing called, We Need a New Year. Right? You agree with that? Yes, we do. We all need a new year. So make sure you come back for those services or watch with us online. Also now, uh, it's been really cool throughout the year, even though things have been crazy and we haven't been able to do choir specials in person, we've done several uh, via media and have sent those out, uh, showed them during services, and then they've gone out on Facebook and Instagram, all the social medias uh, of, um, venues. And it's been incredible. Some of those have gotten over 25,000 views, which is so cool. People are getting ministered 
to that we would never have been able to minister to the old way of doing things. But now we can, uh, through this incredible thing called technology, God is just blessing in an incredible way. And so we've done these really cool uh, specials in the past and we wanted to end the year doing one uh, as well. So enjoy. Do we not have an awesome choir and praise team and band? Aren't they awesome? Yes, they are so awesome. So enjoy this song that they're getting ready to do for you. Let there be peace, peace to every nation. Let there be hope for all the world to see. Let there be love and joy to all the children. Let there be peace on earth for you.
Well, I already mentioned that Christmas Eve is one of my very favorite services that we come together and we worship uh, together as believers. There's, it, it's such an exciting time of year to re- take the time to remember the fact that he came down. And if you are thankful for the fact that he came down, go ahead and holler, give him a shout of praise because he's good. I want to take just a couple moments this evening to, as we have some time together uh, to talk about why it's so important for us to recognize why he came down. Because the Bible tells us in the book of Luke, um, in chapter 2, verse 11, the, the announcement of Jesus' birth came like this. It said, for born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. There, The announcement that Jesus was being born was saying there's a savior who is Christ the Lord. I wanna unpack this word Christ for just a moment because uh, I don't know about you, but I was confused by this as a kid. I always thought Christ was Jesus' last name. Like, that, I mean, you always hear Jesus Christ. So I was like, certainly that's his last name. And then uh, it, it wasn't until later in life that I recognized that, that Christ is not a last name. In fact, we get the word Christ, it's a, it comes from the Greek word Christos, which means the anointed, the anointed one. So it's saying in the city of David, a savior is born, the anointed one, the Lord. So why is this important? Why is it important that we recognize that, that Christ is not Jesus' last name, but, but we recognize that what it's saying here is Jesus is the anointed one. It's important to recognize what this means because uh, as believers, we should all understand what we're celebrating together, why, why it's so important that he came. Because in the Old Testament, uh, there were three kinds of people, three groups of people that were uh, commanded by God to be anointed to do the work of God. The prophets, the priests, and the kings. That we were told that we were to anoint prophets, anoint priests, and anoint kings to do the work of God. And we see that the Bible says when Jesus is showing up on scene, the announcement has come, not that Jesus should be anointed, but they're saying, here's the good news, the anointed one has come from heaven. The anointed one has come from God. So man didn't lay hands on Jesus and anoint Jesus. God the Father himself anointed Jesus and sent him down to us. And why is this important that Jesus is the anointed one? Why do we celebrate at Christmas that he came? Is because for years, for centuries, for, for, for lifetimes, people have been looking for someone to fulfill the role of having a prophet of having a priest, of having a king. And the good news came that Jesus came to fulfill those roles. So if Jesus is the anointed one, and that's what we're celebrating, Jesus the Christ, Jesus the anointed one, that we know this, that first off, Jesus is our prophet. Jesus is our prophet. What, why, why is that important? Why does that matter? Because that means if Jesus is our prophet, you can hear from God. Because it used to be in the Old Testament that, that God would only speak to certain people at certain times and it was a very rare thing it, and it would be an anointed prophet who would hear 
the word of God. And if God wanted to speak to his people, he would, he would speak to a prophet and then a prophet would have to relay that information to the people and say, this is what God just said to me. And he would relay the information that way. That, that's the way it used to be. But we celebrate the fact that when Jesus came as anointed, that if you receive him into your life, if you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, then you don't have to rely on someone else hearing from God because Jesus himself is your prophet and he lives in your heart and you can hear straight from him. That's why scripture says, and this is good news. This is why Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice. My sheep hear my voice. It's interesting, right? If we recognize him as our savior, as our shepherd, we should be able to hear his voice and you can hear God's voice. You can. And it's available to all of us that receive him as our Lord and Savior, that receive him as re recognizing he is the Son of God and he is our only way to have a relationship with God. See, there are different ways that, that God can talk to you. And I know sometimes people get weirded out when, when they hear someone say something like, God talked to me. And let me tell you, first off, God has never spoken audibly to me in my life. I've never heard the voice of God like come bellowing, Dan, like it, it hasn't happened. In fact, when people do tell me they heard the audible voice of God, I, I kind of look at them like, is something off with you, man? Because <laughs> like, I've never had an experience like that, you know? But God can speak to you, and he speaks to us a couple different ways. He, he wants to talk to you, and, and, and he speaks to you, number one, through his scripture. So if you're reading his word, if you're reading the Bible, then one of the ways God will talk to you is he will bring into your memory, he, he will cause you to recall the truth of his scripture at just the right time so that you will know exactly what it is that he wants you to do. There's other ways that he'll talk to me where he'll, he'll kind of give me like an impression where like, you ever just had that feeling like if you know if something is right or wrong, you, you, you know like, like you get a good opportunity but you just feel like, ooh, I don't know if that's right. And if you're like, I, was that the pizza last night or not? Like, no, no, it's like, I, I just got this feeling there's something, something different, something wrong that like, that, that, that's an impression, right? And, and, and God, God, one of the ways he speaks to me is, is through, he leads me through peace. Because the Bible tells us that Jesus is the Prince of Peace. So if he's living in me, he'll lead me through peace. So I might have decisions, and we all have decisions where we don't know which way to go. And sometimes the, one way looks easy and one way looks difficult, but I still don't know. I could move here or I could go there. I could buy this house or not. I could live, work here or work there. I, could, I don't know what to do. And, and, and I start recognizing instead of just flipping a coin with the decisions of my life, I can hear from God. So I start listening and I start recognizing, God, where is it that your peace is leading me? And I might see this might be a much more difficult decision to follow, but there's more peace going in that direction than there is going in this direction. See, God wants to speak to you. And if Jesus, the anointed one, is your prophet, you can hear from God. And Jesus, the anointed one, is also your priest. Well, what does that mean? That means that you can then, because of what Jesus has done, you can come into the presence of God. 
Because in the Old Testament, the, the other group of people that were anointed were the, the priests, and they were the ones that, there was a very few of them that could actually go into the presence of God. They were able to go into the Holy of Holies, which was either in the tabernacle or in the temple, and they could go into the place where God's presence dwelt over the Ark of the Covenant, over the mercy seat, and they would make sacrifices for the people. They would come in on behalf of the people and into the presence of God and make a sacrifice. And up until Jesus arrived on scene, it was only a few people who could come into the presence of God. But now Jesus came on scene as anointed, not that we chose him to be anointed, but he came anointed from the Father to be our priest so we can come into the presence of God because of the work he does in the presence of God. And we see this because the Bible says Jesus is our priest forever. That man, it used to be people would come in and they'd make sacrifices for our sins and then they'd have to come in and do it again and come in and do it again and come in and do it again. But the work that Jesus did lasts forever and he made a way for us to be able to come boldly into the presence. So what did Jesus do? He came into the presence of God and he made the ultimate sacrifice. That he lived a perfect life and he lived in full righteousness with no blemish, no sin, and he laid down his life and died on the cross and took your sin and my sin, your shame and my shame, and he took that with him into death, and he, he then died for our sins as the ultimate sacrifice, and he rose again. He didn't just die, he rose again so that you and I that believe in him could have eternal life. That is good news. And that is something that should get us excited and start recognizing like, it is a good thing that he came. Because he came to die in my place, but he rose again, he's my priest forever. So now, with this holy exchange that has taken place, when God looks at you, there's been a trade here where Jesus took your sin and he traded his righteousness and put that on you so when God looks at you, he doesn't see your sin. He sees the holiness and the righteousness and how perfect and unchanging and wonderful his son Jesus is. That's what he sees when he looks at his children. That's what he sees when he looks at you and I that have received the gift of God and believed in Jesus Christ. So that's good news. That's it causes us to be able to come in, like we come in before God humble, but we can also, when you start to recognize that, you can come with a little swagger before God, right? Because you recognize, you might be here with your head down right now thinking about, well, you don't know what I've done, you don't know my shame, you don't know how I've messed up, but, but God's like, oh, I do know what you did, and my son took care of that. So now when I'm looking at you, I'm seeing holiness, and I'm seeing righteousness, and I'm seeing my child, and I'm seeing how much I love you. So you can come in with a swagger and just ask for whatever you want. I'm not saying God's going to give you whatever you want, but you can come in with that boldness because we're his kids. Man, if you have kids, don't you know, your kids will ask you for the craziest stuff all the time. Like my, my kids will come and ask me for things, I'm like, Leave the room and think about that and then come back later because like, I don't know if you thought that through. And what am I trying to say? I'm trying to say, when you can come into the presence of God recognizing what Jesus has done for you because he's your priest, you can come in with a swagger where you start asking for him whatever it is that you need. God, I need health. 
God, I need you to help me with this addiction. I need you to help me in my marriage. God, I need, I need you to open up a door and get me a job. I, I need some direction. God, I, I need, would you, would you help me? And we can speak to him because we can come right boldly into the presence of God. And that is available to anyone who receives Jesus into their life. So he's the anointed one. That means he's our prophet, he's our priest. And then number three, the other anointed, the king. Jesus didn't come to be anointed as king. He came anointed as the king of kings. Because we have worldly kings, but there is a king that is above the world. There is a king that is above all power and all authority, and that is Jesus Christ. Jesus, the anointed one. What does that mean? That means he didn't just come to be a part of your life. He came to rule over every part of your life. Not, not just the Sunday morning version of you. You know, the I'm, I'm looking snazzy today, and bless God, and how are you? I'm blessed and highly favored. Hallelujah, amen. <laughs> not just that fake part of you that you throw out there. Not just that, oh, I got it all together. I'm blessed. I'm good. Everything's great. Everything's fine. No. See, he wants to rule over you. He wants to rule over your life because if you submit to his authority as king over your life, what you're doing is you're giving him the reins to be able to lead you to the type of life where you have a fulfilled, purposeful, driven life to where you are walking in your destiny of what you were created to live in. That's why Jesus said, I came to give you life and life more abundantly. Like, you're gonna have a full life if you turn the reins of your life over to me. See, God doesn't wanna be your king just to put a bunch of rules and regulations on you. God created you and he designed you. So he came to be your king because he knows exactly how to lead you into the type of life where you're gonna have a fulfilled life a fulfilled marriage, a fulfilled home, fulfilled health, where, where, where all these voids that you're feeling in your life right now, is, they're, they're, those voids are there because maybe we're trying to let him be a king of some parts of our lives and not the other. But Jesus didn't come to be a king. Jesus is anointed as the king of kings. And you go, oh, but there's some struggles in my life. There's some problems. My marriage is struggling right now. We got problems in our business. There's, there's health issues going on. I've got an addiction that I've been fighting for so long. I've got this. You may feel like there's something over you, but here's the good news about the king of kings is whatever you feel like is over you, you have a king that is over it. And the good news about that is it may look like it's in control of you, but you're, you're king that's over it. Can, can guide you and can direct you and can rescue you and can move you around to where you might be going through some struggles and he can turn those struggles around for good to where he works out everything for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purposes. So we see that our king of kings wants to be the king of every part of your life. So why is it important that Christ is the anointed? Because that means he came so that you could hear God, you could come into the presence of God, and that you could have the very best life available to you. Allowing him to be the king of kings in your life. To just receive that gift. 
to just receive the fact that this is not something that you can earn. You can't just like chase after and get it. No, he, he gives it to you. And that's, that's why we exchange gifts at Christmas is it's a reminder of the fact that you can't earn it. God gave it. But would you receive it? See, everything about the Christmas story is ordinary. So a kid was born in a shed, right? In a little town that is a no-name town, Bethlehem, was like, whatever, it's like Mac or Loma, you know? I mean, <laughs> sorry if you're from Mac or Loma. I mean, no, really sorry if you're from Mac or Loma. Um, <laughs> oh. But it was a no-name town. It's just, it's ordinary. He grew up in a family where his dad was a carpenter. It's just ordinary. But what's so extraordinary about the story is that he came anointed and he came down from heaven and he came down from his place of honor because he wanted you. Because he loves you so much, he wants you to hear him. He wants you to have his presence. He wants to be the authority and the cover over your life so that you can have the very best life possible here now and you can have a home forever in heaven. That's what makes the life of a Christian extraordinary. And there might be many of you right now listening here to my voice and listening online wherever you are, where you feel like your life is just ordinary. It's going through the day-to-day -day routine. It's just it is what it is. I'm gonna get up and go pay the bills and do my chores and take care of the kids and do this and do that, and it's just, and you feel like your life is so ordinary, and what you're missing is the extraordinary of the fact that you can have such purpose and such direction and such drive in your life from the fact that your creator has designed you to be led by him, to hear him, to be in his presence. And his presence is in this room now, and I wonder, if I could ask you, have you ever accepted him? Have you ever accepted the gift of Jesus Christ? Have you ever accepted the fact that, that he laid down his life for you? Because you could have done it your whole, your whole life, you could have done church. I know a lot of people, you did church longer than I've been alive. You're just doing church, dressing up, you know the stuff, hallelujah, praise Jesus, all the things you say. But have you ever received the fact that he is the anointed one? That he's your only way? Because the Bible tells us that all have sinned, this is Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Romans 6.23 says, for the wages of that sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So we've all messed up, we've all missed the mark, we've all sinned, and because of that, we deserve to die. And the Bible is not just talking about physical death, it's talking about eternal death, separation from God. But there's a gift of eternal life, a gift of salvation through Jesus Christ, the anointed one. So how do you get it? How do you receive that? How do you open up the present on Christmas to receive that for yourself? Well, the Bible tells us then in Romans 10, verse nine, that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. 
He made it that simple for us, is that all we have to do is say, you know what? Jesus, I believe you're the Son of God. I believe you came down to save me. I believe you came, and I believe that God rose you from the dead so that I could have an eternal life with you. I believe that I received that gift. I wanna ask every person in this room to stand to your feet with me because here in just a moment, we're gonna sing another song together. But I wanna give people an opportunity right now to receive that gift if you haven't done it yet. Bible says if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. I wanna ask you to bow your heads and close your eyes and I know that there are many of you right now that you know you've never done that. It's never been real to you. He's never been your prophet, your priest, your king. He's never been your savior. He's, he's just been someone you've heard about. I wanna give you the opportunity right now if you know that that's you and you know you need a relationship with Jesus Christ. I'm gonna count to three. Just, just for the declaration, I'm gonna ask you to raise your hand. Why? Seems weird. Why? What's the point of that? Because if it, it's a confession, it's a declaration. If you if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, by raising your hand, you're saying, I, I believe He's the Lord, and I want you to pray for me right now because I want a relationship with God. And those of you at home, I want to ask you to participate and do this right now in your home. You can do this wherever you are, wherever you're listening, because there's an appointment right now where God's presence is here and it's available to you right now. And you feel this tugging on your heart, and I'm telling you right now now right now is the time it's not an accident the book of Hebrews says if you hear my voice do not harden your heart and there are those of you wrestling right now going I, I don't know I don't know I don't know he's saying don't harden your heart to that because I'm giving you a gift that even though you feel like you don't deserve it I already know everything you've ever done everything you're gonna do and I'm giving you this gift because I love you So I'm gonna count to three, and on the count of three, I wanna ask you to raise your hand if you need to start a relationship with Jesus Christ tonight. One, you feel that wrestling in your heart. Two, you know that this is the time right now. Three, raise your hand up if that's you. Thank you for your honesty. Wow, wow, there's a lot of hands. Keep your hand up for a moment. Thank you for your honesty. No one's looking around but me. I'm gonna pray for you right now, wow. Wow, wow. For those of you online and those of you in this room, I'm gonna ask you to pray a prayer with me and I just want you to repeat this prayer after me. This is not a magical prayer, this is a means of connection for us saying we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. We believe that he is our savior and in doing so we are putting ourselves in right standing with God and receiving his forgiveness. There were many hands that went up and I wanna ask not just the hands that went up, but every voice to pray this prayer so that no one feels uncomfortable and no one feels left out right now. Pray this with me. Dear Heavenly Father, I know that I've sinned and I need forgiveness. I believe that Jesus came and died on the cross for my sins and I believe he rose again to give me eternal life. So please forgive me of my sins and become my Lord and my Savior. In Jesus' name I pray. And everybody said amen. Amen. I want to congratulate those of you that just prayed that prayer for the first time. Many, many hands just went up.
many hands went up. We're gonna continue worshiping to close this service out. We're gonna sing another song and then I'm gonna come back and dismiss. But the good news is for so many of you, you just received the gift that God gives of forgiveness and salvation. So don't keep that to yourself. Don't keep that to yourself. As a gift, tell some other people, tell your loved ones, tell your friends and your family that they know so they'll know they're gonna see you in heaven again someday. Let's go ahead and let's finish this service worshiping our God and recognizing the goodness of what he did in coming down for us.
Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we are astounded by your love for us. It is amazing that you know our sin, you know our struggle, you know our pain, and yet you chose to send Jesus, your only son, to come take our place, to die for us, to make a way for us so that we could be in your presence. God, we thank you that you are Emmanuel, that you are God with us, that you're not off afar, but you're close. So God, I pray that we would experience that in this Christmas season as we exchange gifts, that we would remember that you're close to us, that we wouldn't forget that, that we'd, we'd stay right in the fact that, that God, you want to do life with us, you wanna love us, you wanna be king over our lives and you wanna speak to us and you want us to experience your presence. So help us with that, God, that we would live our lives centered around you. And God, I just wanna say we're grateful. We're so thankful for what Christmas means and what you've done for us. So we say this all and we thank you and we praise you in your perfect and precious and holy son Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. amen. Let's give him another shout of praise. I wanna thank you so much for being with us tonight and celebrating Christmas Eve with us. And for those of you joining with us online, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. Any one of you that have made a decision to follow Jesus Christ and accept him into your life, I wanna encourage you, text the word heaven to 94000. That's the word heaven to 94000. And one of our pastors will reach out to you and get you more information on some next steps, how you can continue following in Jesus's path. So thank you so much, church, for being here. We love you. Merry Christmas. Thanks for listening to this week's message at Fellowship Church. If you have not made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, I want to give you the opportunity to do that right now. The Bible says in the book of Romans, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And you can do that right now. I just want to encourage you to pray this prayer with me. Dear Jesus, I am a sinner and I need forgiveness. Please forgive me of my sins. I believe that you are Lord, that you died on the cross for my sins and that you rose again. And God, I thank you for that. I ask you now to be my savior, to guide my life, and to give me a home forever in heaven. And God, I ask you this in your precious son, Jesus Christ's name, amen. If you just prayed this prayer for the first time, or if you need prayer, we would love to hear from you. You can contact us at 970-245-PRAY or at prayer at fellowshipgj.com. If this was your first time experiencing Fellowship Church, please click the first time link located in the description below the video. Thanks again. We hope to see you next week for our online services at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m.